Systematic. Systematic. Recorded in Humble Park, Chicago. Systematic podcast. Hosted by twin sisters. It's a magic podcast. Alexis and Samantha. Samantha. Just in case you're friends. Systematic podcast. Hey, welcome back to Systematic, the show about politics, pop culture, and, and sisterhood. sisterhood. We're your co-hosts, Sam and Alexis. It's you girls. Uh, welcome back. Thanks so much for tuning in. It's a new year. It's my fucking 2020, you guys. It's a new decade. You know, technically, it's actually not a new decade. Uh, what? This is because they said the decade ended in 20. Because, like, when they started recording oh, time, it, they so didn't start with zero. It. They started with, like, one. So, like, actually, next year is Okay, so the end of 2020 will be the end of the decade. It's dumb, yeah. It's easier to think about it this way. Uh, but, yeah, new year, new goals, new opportunities. Yes, new energy and new podcast content, guys. It's in the works. Yeah, we are really gearing up um, to do a lot more this year. We learned a lot last year just starting up and we're restructuring, reorganizing, and we're really taking our time with the content that we want to bring you all. Right. We've t- we took a little break before between now and the last episode. It was also the holidays, but, uh, but yeah, Sam and I have, ha- have spent a lot of time planning our vision for the end of season one and thinking of exciting new things for season two which is going to be coming up pretty soon we don't want to give any spoilers away just yet but um you should be excited mentally prepare yourselves (laughs) (laughs) all right so we have a number of different topics and current events that we want to get into today and then, of course, we have... We have a really amazing guest. We have the wonderful Hetsy, who joins us on this episode. That's at Hetsy in the Sky, a.k.a. Mama Hetsy. Um, I think it's a really good conversation. I think it's um, really different than a lot of guests that we've had on the show before. It's a really different perspective. Get into a little mysticism, a little spirituality. So definitely um, stay tuned for that. But uh, but first, let's get into some current events in politics. Okay, so since our last episode, there's been a lot going on. For one, the president of the United States was impeached. Uh, Trump became the third president in all of U.S. history to ever be impeached. Right, and I feel like some people were kind of confused about that. Like, when they first heard he was, like, impeached, like, people thought that he was going to be, like removed from office or whatever yeah and it took i think it took a minute for people to be like wait so he's not totally uh yeah i think we talked about this a little bit before in some of our previous episodes Uh um where basically we talked about the fact that even if he's impeached like it could ultimately not mean very much i mean Mm -hmm. he's gonna go on to finish his current term at least and still run for re-election which is Uh, fucked up right um so basically the u.s congress is made up of two bodies we have the house of representatives and we have the senate um and what we saw with the first half of the impeachment process uh started in the house it started in the house where there's a majority democratic majority so they voted for trump to be impeached um which is good but now the process moves on to the next step which happens in the senate where there's a republican majority and that's 
what's starting today. Um, and it's essentially, it's an impeachment trial, but as some people like to call it a removal trial because he's already been impeached. So this trial is really more so about deciding whether or not the president will actually be removed and forced out of office. And it's not looking good, you guys. No, it's not looking good. Like we said, there's a Republican majority. Uh, it's going to be very hard to get Republicans to vote with Democrats to remove the president. It's okay. not very likely. It would basically take a miracle. But they're just being so shady in general and, like, not allowing, like, relevant um like documents to be like right they're included. not allowing they witnesses want, like, to come speak eyewitnesses like it's just like they're not allowing so the president of course isn't going to come and testify on his own behalf it's so shady it's, like it's yeah it's a so sham fucked up it's a sham so basically we don't i'm not very optimistic that he's going to be removed from office i guess you know fingers crossed uh but at the least what we'll get out of this um second half of the impeachment uh, process and this trial is that it will shed light on what actually happened and the president's abuse of power hopefully um, a lot of americans are tuning in um, they're paying attention they're educating themselves and hopefully this will motivate people um, to mobilize when it comes time for the 2020 presidential election later this year i hope so there's so many people that are just like really believe that he didn't do anything wrong and it's just like blows my mind i don't know yeah exactly so um hopefully people are paying attention hopefully at, at the least since you know if he's not going to be removed from office hopefully it at least gets people to see you know how wrong the actions of this president really are and how detrimental they are for the country and the world uh but aside from impeachment you know there is a bunch of other i mean the tr president also almost started a world war um or at least a war with iran uh which was terrifying um is still ongoing um conflict's still ongoing but it's simmered down a bit it has but it's still just kind of like you never know uh, yeah i mean he, he definitely just opened a can of worms with iran um that was probably very unnecessary um and that's a conflict and uh increased tensions that the u.s is going to have to manage for years uh regardless of who's in office so just another ridiculous part of what we have to deal with and there's other other things going on in the world that are not directly related to Yep, yeah, so, um, I mean, Puerto Rico has been suffering a series of almost, like, daily earthquakes, um, over the last several weeks, um, some of them have been really bad, um, I don't know the exact... I think it was, like, 6.4 like, magnitude was, like, the worst one, which is, like, the worst hurricane that, or, sorry, that worst earthquake that they've had in, like, 100 years or something. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly, so, um... Not only has the earthquake itself been terrible, the damage it's caused um, and the harm it's caused to the people on the island, but of course, like we saw in 2017 with Hurricane Maria hitting Puerto Rico, um, we're now witnessing again just the incompetence um, and inefficiency of both the local government and the federal U.S. government's ability to respond to disasters in Puerto Rico mm -hmm. um, and care for the residents of well, the island. There's also, like, been, like, very fucking little, like, press or media coverage. Like, everyone is just, like, so focused on, like, 
I don't know, everything else in the world, and no, I feel like it's just, like, really low priority for people, which is fucked up. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, especially the U.S. media has, has always done a really terrible job. I mean, they did a ter- terrible job uh, with Hurricane Maria covering what was happening, mm-hmm. um, and they're doing an even worse job with these earthquakes that are happening, mm-hmm. um, which are also related uh, to effects from climate change, mm-hmm. just like the hurricane was. So... Yeah, people are actually, protesters are actually starting uh, protests to call for the governor, the current governor, again, to resign after they just ousted their former governor Mm -hmm. um, this past year. So we'll see what's happening with those protests and hopefully bring you more insight into the um, recovery from the earthquakes and the still ongoing recovery that's um, taking place from the hurricanes. Right. Uh, And we'll see what happens if... Puerto, the por- citizens of Puerto Rico are going to be two for two and ousting uh, who they believe are corrupt leaders on, on the island. But in other news, what's been going on in the world of pop culture? Um, it's a lot, but I just wanted to talk about a little, um, some fashion news that's been going on lately. Uh, for one, I wanted to say all hail the queen um aka beyonce um for i wanted to talk about her new drop with adidas her ivy park collection um this is her first collaboration with adidas she has had this ivy park brand for a while now but she's like just completely rebranding and this is the her first time um doing a collection with adidas before she had it at like top shop but yeah i i thought it was a it was a really dope collection um do you know why she chose to partner with adidas and not just like do it right. on her own so there are reports that she shopped around the collaboration to a few other major brands um and apparently she stepped away or walked away from those conversations because she felt like those teams at those companies lacked diversity and um like i guess that was different with adidas they maybe they had a little bit more of a diverse team and she felt like more comfortable um bringing her ideas there so what are some of the things about this new collection that you think are different than her previous ivy park collection releases well one of the main things to note is that um it's supposed to be really like unisex and gender fluid um so the designs the designs of the clothes yeah so they're meant you know for men and women a lot of the pieces are like really versatile too and can be worn a lot of different ways um but yeah i know like she did like four shoes four different shoes and like the sizes went like all the way up to like a men's 14 or whatever so it was like meant for like men and women um and yeah i went into the store the other day the adidas store in wicker park shout out um my good friends there and they gave me some insight i mean they said that the shoes all sold out in the first hour which is crazy like all all four silhouettes um and i mean in general like most of the collection by the time i went like there was like barely anything left there was like no sizes left um so i would say it's like a a pretty successful drop for beyonce oh and that like unboxing like the like, pr campaign the pr that she, campaign that she like sent like whole like wardrobes to like other celebrities and stuff i thought that it's was been really entertaining to watch definitely um yeah i thought that was just like a good marketing move for sure 
I wish I had a big orange box delivered to me. I know. I that would be like so amazing. I saw someone post like a U-Haul truck or something. I was like, oh my god, my Ivy Park is here. <laughs> Anyway, um, yeah, no, I I also really just enjoyed all of the um, content that sh- that she's been posting along with the release of the collection. I mean, like all of like the modeling she did for the collection and all the videos are just like very like they're just really like well done and definitely like, um, cool to look at. Yeah, no, uh, definitely like high quality production. Obviously, wouldn't expect anything less from from the queen but yeah i heard that like my, from my friend work that works at adidas that like she specifically chose a lot of like her models and the people involved in the campaign were like very like specific and that intentionally like, selected. intentional yeah to diversity in the campaign was really important to her so um that was one thing and then like another fashion related um pop culture topic i wanted to talk about was well, wait, sorry. I just wanted to say before we switch to another topic that it's just really cool to see, like, Beyonce, Rihanna, um, and these women, like, black women, women of color, who are, like, pioneers in their own, like, genre of music being able to, like, transition into other things. I mean, Beyonce with Ivy Park, Rihanna with Fenty, and, like, all of her other business um, endeavors. endeavors that she's, you know, venturing on. Like, it's just cool to see, like, women becoming yeah they uh, moguls moguls, yeah love to see it sorry for you can go on to the next thing you want to talk about now Um, i was just thinking of beyonce's lines like i just might be a black bill gates (laughs) in a make it That's just like that's a good song. Anyway, sorry. Another quick thing I wanted to talk about was um just like something that happened at Paris Fashion Week, which is like totally not new or rare in the fashion industry. Pretty much happens every year that yeah. there is some type of controversy like this. Yeah. So basically, Comédie Garçon, um, their runway show featured white models wearing male models white male models yeah it was their men's like fashion show um wearing cornrow like wig caps basically like cornrow like wigs braids but yeah there are braids uh, I, 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 a few different styles but there's like wig wig braid wigs <laughs> white male models wearing braid wigs that first of all were not even like laid correctly like you could see like the like lace it looked like a joke how terribly these wigs were placed like, on the models i don't even understand like it was supposed to be like was supposed to be like artistic or something it just looked like terrible wigs um but yeah and then there was like black models in the show that were just wearing their natural hair braided um and just like the optics not good not good comedy garçon um obviously there was like a media backlash um called them out for appropriating black hairstyles yes and not hiring enough black and right models of color well i think that it was like just in 2018 where they had their first like black models in like period in in, on in 25 years like they hadn't had one before on the runway since like 1994 so they don't have a good record in general of hiring black models and models of color and Mm -hmm. now they're pulling this stunt yeah and you know a lot of people like 
um, think like it's, it's a conspiracy and like these fashion companies are purposefully trying to be controversial to like get attention, which I think could be possible. Um, they have come out with apologies since then. The hairstylist for the show claimed that the style was inspired by an Egyptian prince, which I don't think is a good excuse anyway, because it's like, well, did you have Egyptians in the show? Like, it's still culturally appropriative either way. Yeah, I mean, whether you're appropriating from American culture or Egyptian culture, you're still appropriating from a culture that isn't yours without adequate representation and consideration for the culture that you're taking from. So it's problematic. To say it the least, um, and unfortunately, like we said, not new in the fashion industry, but uh, do better, guys. Speaking of doing better, let us know if there's things that we can be doing better. Yes, as always, Sam and I are always happy and looking forward to hearing from you and reading your feedback about the show. Um, how do you feel about the topics that we're covering? Do you agree um, with our opinions or do you disagree? Um, are there things that you wish we he you heard more of or like less of? Are there topics you really want to hear our opinions on and want us to cover in the future episodes? Or like, yeah, just um, what, what are things that you would like to see from us in this new year? Yeah, so don't be afraid to hit us up. Um, you can message us on Instagram, on Facebook. Hit our email, systematicpodcast at gmail.com. Um, and if you have a second, also leave a comment, rate, and review the podcast on whatever platform you're listening to us on. We appreciate it. <laughs>We sit in here with our special guest today, the fabulous, fantastic Hetsy, right? Yes, hello. What's up? Thank you for having me. We chill in. We got some popcorn. Yeah. <laughs> Hetsy is a new mom, so she went a few months without no wine. So. Yes, I did. I went a very long time. <laughs> I remember my, uh, my last drink I had before... I found out I was pregnant. It was a mezcalito. It was more so like a cup of mezcal. Yeah. <laughs> but I was like, here goes nothing. I'm going to go home and take a pregnancy test. Oh, my God. Um, I feel like I kind of I knew. I had like this instinct. Yeah. Like, what did it feel like? People um, always say that, I feel like. Yeah, I just kind of knew. I obviously I was like a little bit late, but... I just, I, I just felt it. I felt a little bit different. I can't really describe it, but we were kind of planning on it. I mean, we were not not planning on it. Yeah. So, mm -hmm. um, just happened, and yeah, I gave birth August 30th. Congratulations. So the baby is in his, he's about to be two months. Yeah. Thank you. He <laughs> looks like a little angel, little yeah. nugget. It's my baby twin. It's so awesome to just, you know, have company all the time. It gets frustrating sometimes, but he's just so cute. I can't, mm -hmm. I just can't deal. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. it's It's been um, difficult since my partner does live in New York. Um, I am planning on moving back soon. Yeah. Um, I just didn't want to have to deal with... You know, a move and like a new baby, yeah. so it's a little bit crazy. You probably and get I'm, some help from your yeah. Family. I get a lot, a lot of support here, so I'll probably wait 
The plan was to finish school since I am more than halfway done. Yeah, and you're on track for like, wait, is, is it like a like a law degree or? Um, I'm a major in political science Dope. with a minor in photo. Um, I did have all these extra credits from going to Parsons in New York, so mm-hmm. I was like, I can't let those go to waste. Yeah. <laughs> so. Um, yeah. For yeah. anyone that doesn't know, Hetsy, she is like an artist, photographer, an activist, and a new mommy, and... A little bit of everything. (laughs) Like, I don't know how you identify also, like, the, like, readings and things that you do. Like, is there, like, a term that you use, like, a Um, spiritual guide? I guess the more professional term would be a psychic consultant. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I'm into astrology, but... um, as a practice, I do, you know, I do ch- uh, birth charts and stuff like that. I can analyze those, but I mostly do tarot readings. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. Um, uh, you know, it, it's gets it kind of tricky because you just you don't want to just limit yourself to say I'm just a tarot reader. Mm-hmm. I'm an astrologer, mm-hmm. so it kind of like all goes into it. Kind of all goes together, really. Um, yeah, and I do have. I'm just kind of like in tune with a bit like a higher power so yeah. i don't want to just say i'm psychic <laughs> no <laughs> but just it. like as a psychic consultant i really just um connect with people i um i noticed that a lot of my um i don't want to say clients um a lot of the people that come to see me mm-hmm. um they have never had tarot readings before yeah like, well you're the only person that has read my cards actually but I'm, oh, that's so special. <laughs> yeah, I get a lot of those, a lot of first timers, a lot of newbies that really just don't have a clue about like astrology or mm-hmm. anything tarot or anything like of the occult, um, which is really cool because you really I get a chance to um, be that first go to, you know, people, yeah. people either they're just a little bit, you know, confused or just like, um, unclear, stuck. Yeah. yeah. Um, my readings really are just um, clarification readings, you know, mm-hmm. in, in-depth guidance. Um, yeah, people people usually come, um, you know, they'll have a set of questions that they want to ask. Right. But I, I usually t- tell them to write those down and, like, save them for after the reading. Mm-hmm. Just because um, usually it's it's pretty interesting because the cards have a interesting way of just answering all those mm-hmm. before you ask them. Yeah. <laughs> So it's pretty cool. Yeah, no, I have really enjoyed the readings. And I definitely, um, is like something that I want to talk about for sure. Mm-hmm. But sorry, Alexis, were you going to say something? Oh, I was just going to ask like how you first got into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, actually, well, I have been into astrology for a long time. So that's a big part of tarot. Um, you know, each, a lot of the cards have um, like a certain signs, energy, like, pretty heavily um so there's that but i do want to shout out my best friend liz because she actually mm-hmm. um she's the one who really got me into tarot we went and we went on a trip to mexico city to um visit my family and we went uh to the pyramids in teotihuacan and we had borrowed our friend damon's tarot deck so we really just got into it then and there um we spent some time you know in the desert just like us just us two doing and it was like during a time that we were 
really just like kind of confused and stuck ourselves so play with playing with that deck it was the pagan deck um it was just like, like is that like a traditional um kind of yeah there's like there's a lot of different decks um that one's just a little bit like the imagery is a little bit different than the usual rider weight gotcha um but you know we just kind of would pull cards for each other at that point she was pretty much pulling cards and reading me but we would like look up what the cards meant um and then we ended up when we came back we went to a shop and we bought each other our first decks um so that's really kind of how i got into it i want to say about three or four years ago now yeah um so yeah and then i kind of just started i would pull a lot for myself Mm -hmm. and my friends and my mom because she was that was pretty cool um and then just kind of you know getting to know each card um you know just pulling for each other and because there's like a lot of like numerology and like symbolism and things Mm -hmm. like that that are brought yeah so you want yeah you want to look up you want to take it into account obviously the picture um the number that the that uh, is at the top so like for example like for people that don't know it might be like like the three of cups right or mm -hmm. like the six like swords or something like that yeah so there's different elements um usually it is swords wands cups and pentacles so Mm -hmm. they each are like a different suit um they each are just like a different kind of element in our lives um and like i said before there are a lot of different decks um different imagery but it's usually it kind of carries about like the same thing um each card has this i guess you you could say like a definition Mm -hmm. um but it's really super flex um depending on what cards are around it um also just like what it means for you like if you if i pull a card and you're just like that reminds me of Mm -hmm. me and my cousins and you know whatever like it could just remind you of something and that would that could like mean a lot also like and play also into the like definition of each card it's not like Um, hard like solid it's it's not not like stone yeah it's not like this is the date you're gonna die yeah (laughs) you know it interesting and it's just interestingly enough people will be like so can you tell me my future yeah (laughs) you know in some cases i mean i guess i could but i don't like to do like past present future spreads like i'm Mm -hmm. just a very like let's pull a bunch of cards and read what they mean (laughs) um it's a lot more clarifying clarifiers and like i guess yes or no questions Mm -hmm. um actually specifically remember when you asked like am i gonna get this job or like that for that internship and i was like yes don't worry you got it (laughs) (laughs) and i did you guys yes it was the the ace of pentacles i remember had these readings i swear have been like really really accurate in my life and like do you feel like you're met like often with like a lot of like skepticism or like i am like yeah like i feel like people like i don't know from like things that i've observed and i feel like people who are coming to you are like obviously more open-minded but i feel like a lot of people who don't know or like assume that like tarot or things like that is like evil or like yeah. negative <laughs> or like dark like satan or something and yeah. i'm just like no you don't fucking know yeah um so as far as like private readings go obviously a skept like someone who's skeptical doesn't isn't really gonna like mm-hmm. book a session with me and but pay for it but you I read do, it a lot of like public 
events. Yeah, I do do a lot of events. Um, I do get a lot of, like, drunk people, and they're just like, oh, my God, you're doing tarot readings? So, like, mm-hmm. what is that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then I have to kind of, like, you know, explain. And you're, like, so know. annoyed. <laughs> I know, but, you know, it's okay. I I was a lot more annoyed when I first started, but now it's just kind of, like, if you're kind of, like, drawn into me and, like, are curious enough to even just ask that, mm-hmm. You probably need a reading. Yeah. It's probably, like, meant for you to have a reading. Um, mm-hmm. I did have one skeptic at Virgin Hotels. Yeah. Um, it was at one of the Babes Only pop-ups there, mm-hmm. and it was, like, him and a group of his friends. They were on a trip from Australia, so they were all, like, super excited, really, like, really trashed, and, like, they came up to me as a group and were, like... I, I don't know what his name. I don't remember his name. He's like, you should totally get a reading, man. And he's just like, ha, 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 yeah, you know, mm-hmm. I've never had this. It's probably just going to be a bunch of, you know, whatever, hocus pocus. And he, like, slammed a 20 on it. He's like, I'm going to get a sample reading. And I yeah. was like, okay. I was like, for <laughs> sure. And I was like, have you ever had a reading before? He's like, no, never. I don't really believe in this stuff. But, you know, it's gonna be, it really seems pretty cool. And then, like, all her, his friends, like, circled around. And I was like, um... Are you sure you want them listening? It gets pretty serious. Like, it's pretty deep. Yeah. You know, it's not, it like, be, like, it's really not, personal. Yeah, it's, it's, like, no no room for small talk. Yeah. And, and they're like, oh, it's fine. And then it ended up getting really, really dark, like, only oh. because he had just gotten out of, like, a really serious relationship, and, like, they were engaged. Um, so it got, I, you know, the cards are just gonna, like, get right into it no um they were like get your shit together yeah no beating around the bush and and, like all his friends just kind of slowly just like walked off yeah (laughs) and then we ended up having like a a really long i don't like i don't time my readings Mm -hmm. so we spent like a a little bit over an hour talking and he you know he wasn't bummed out he was just like wow i like really was not expecting yeah um yeah it doesn't not to say that you know it's definitely not anything evil um I've read a lot of Christians and, like, very, like, strict Catholic people that, like, you know, their families would, like, never approve of them getting a tarot mm-hmm. reading. But it's really, like, yeah, it's just about, you know, connecting with spirit. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, then that's, like, very universal. It could be, like, whatever it is that you believe in. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not, like, about, like a god or something no. like that it's more like a it's more of like universal like yeah, cosmic like energy spirits, um angels if you believe in angels you know um really just kind of guiding you and with like with the elements that are already mm-hmm. like physically and just like things that are tangible in our lives um and, you know with our emotions you know even with the with the suits it's just like emotions your passion you know, our, all of our um, obstacles and responsibilities and, you know, with the pentacles, it's like monetary things. So it kind of like hits every part of our lives. Yeah. We've kind of been touching on it a little bit, but I just want to clarify if like there's people listening who have never heard of tarot or like mm-hmm. don't know what that looks like. Like I said, you've been touching on it, but basically it's um, where you have like a deck of cards and you sit with someone or a group of people who you're doing reading for and you depending on like what kind of reading you're doing you can pick like one card or you can pick as many mm-hmm. cards as is necessary um but like to give them like a 
some type of reading or reflection, insight into their life or things they might be struggling mm-hmm. with. Right? But mm-hmm. the reader is not like picking a card specifically, like or like there's different styles of yeah. There's it. different styles. People, a lot of people just shuffle and then pick off like the top of the deck um, or the bottom. I like to just shuffle until cards come out. Like, they'll literally jump out. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they're a little bit shy. <laughs> and, like, I'll have to keep shuffling and talking to the querent. Querent, I, I like to say querent because that's just, like, the person that's... Questioning. Um, yeah. Um, I don't like to say client. That's a little weird. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but, yeah, uh, the tarot is pretty much a very... Um, it's a lot more intricate, like, an intricate version of, like, a, a deck of playing cards. You know, right. They all have, like, numbers. There's different suits. Mm-hmm. Um there's like kings, queens, um, you know, like bigger life theme cards. Um, right. And they all did. Each card, I like to say, is just um, a chapter in like a bigger story, mm-hmm. like your story. So, yeah. yeah. I think that it's just like something that people should be open minded to. Yeah. Because, like, I'm just like, I mean, with anything, it's just like, don't knock it before you try it. Um, and, like, just like, I think having an open mind is just a good um, rule of thumb with most things in the world like you should um try to be open to things um but yeah like i would definitely recommend to people and i'm sure it's hard too because like some people who do readings might not be as good as hetsy not a lot (laughs) yeah a lot i have had a few people come to me saying like wow this was such a different kind of reading that i've had like in the past also um I've had, I've heard some pretty, like, bad experience, of some bad experiences, you know, like, not everyone has, um, not everyone has, um, good intentions. Right. Like, some people just do it, like, for the money, mm-hmm. some people just, like, have, you know, just a lot of spiritual baggage themselves. Right. And, um, that definitely carries on into the reading, um, my private readings I like to do, um, you know, and, like, very... I honestly just do some in my own, my house because um, I know like the energy's cleared um, and like I don't have to deal with any outside influences. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I like to have it in like a clean space mm-hmm. um, and then just really make the querent comfortable um, mm-hmm. because these you know the cards really do get into you know the things that we mm-hmm. don't want to talk about like. Um, I'll have some people come and ask, like, oh, should I break up with my boyfriend? Mm-hmm. Like, um, yes. Well, yes. Um, and then also <laughs> just, like, the cards might touch on it, but they're going to tell you what you need to hear. You know, if there's something more serious, like, tugging on, you you know, the back in the back of your mind, um, that's what the cards are going to talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, do people cry a lot? People do cry, Um very often they do cry. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's understandable. And, you know, it's interesting because people always say it's like, I always tell them that it, there's no bad cards. So even though there are some pretty heavy cards, like mm-hmm. heavy, heavy emotional cards, um, there's no like bad reading. It's like, I always try to find, help you find solutions or like help you try to not focus on the nine of swords or like the eight of swords you know like just kind of like breaking free of the emotional cage and like the emotional blockages that we kind of create for ourselves Mm -hmm. um and it's really um the word i hear a lot after my readings it's just like people feel liberated and like you know they feel like 
you, a lot of people um, could benefit by seeing a therapist, Definitely. and like me included. <laughs> but um, just talking about the, the serious things that we all are dealing with, um, it really just kind of like takes a load off. Mm -hmm. um, and I guess it, you know, for some people, it really just it, it really is a therapy session. You know, yeah. it's like an hour plus long of just talking to someone who, you know, I'm not biased. I don't mm -hmm. like to ask questions before the readings I just kind of go right into it and people are just like wow <laughs> yeah like they don't even have to ask the questions at the end so yeah I'm curious too you were talking about people who like come from like a Christian or Catholic background mm -hmm. and how like some of their families mm -hmm. might be like afraid of things like that yeah. and I, I think that's interesting I mean that's like kind of how my family responds yeah to like mm -hmm. this. we yeah. grew up really Catholic actually, yeah yeah my family's really Catholic uh, my mom once accused me of being a witch when I was like a teenager, which was <laughs> yeah. really funny. Um, because my cat would always like wake me up at night trying like <laughs> wanting me to give him water. And I would always have a cup of water in my bed. So I would just like take the cup of water, put it on the in front of my door on the floor, and I would like leave the cups. They were like a few cups would be there, right. but I wouldn't pick them up. And my mom, I was sleeping one night and I heard her like talking shit to my dad, like Oh, you know what she's doing. Literally trying to say you she was doing. You know she's like, like <laughs> a witch or like doing witchcraft. Yeah, like she keeps that's putting people... all these cups on the door. And I had no oh idea what she was talking about. <laughs> but apparently like, that's like a practice in some Is like it? mystic practices. Like you uh -huh. put like cups of water by your door or something to ward off evil yeah. spirits. Uh-huh. I had no idea. I mean, idea. I wouldn't say that that's a witchcraft. Yeah, <laughs> right. You know, um, I find that especially like not like the whole Instagram era of yeah. witches. Um, Instagram people, witches. Like, anybody <laughs> will just call themselves a witch. Yeah. Like, let's not do that. Um, I know, like, I mean, if you, even if that is a, some kind of practice for protection, I wouldn't say cleansing and protecting yourself is a form of witchcraft. Yeah. <laughs> um, I kind of would want to say, like, if you're casting spells and jarring people, then... I, you can call yourself a witch. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know. I guess that's kind of what's the word I'm looking for? Subjective. Yeah. yeah. Like I wouldn't call myself a witch. Um, I mean, I put cups of water on my altar, <laughs> but that's mm -hmm. like more of an offering um, to my ancestors. That it's not mm -hmm. like really putting a spell on anyone. Yeah. <laughs> um, I. I mean, shout out to all the witches, though. Like, yeah, like very cool. Yeah, witches like, are like cool. too stigmatized. Like, there's like good witches, you guys. Like, yeah, being I a mean, witch is not like literally the Salem, like the witch trials and shit. Like, all of that shit like created such a like negative like yeah cast a yeah. negative that's, that's shadow kind of on witches. My question was going because so like my family, yeah, very like Catholic history, and so there's this like aversion to anything that is like spiritual or empowering that isn't right. directly related to god and i think it's interesting because like women of color like whether you come from like whether you're black and you come from like african different african tribal lineages or you're mm. from like latin america you come from different like indigenous tribes like all of these cultures have a history of women especially having some sort of power right um intuition like they talk about magic like mm. women having this kind of magic so it's interesting because like this is something that's always been part of like a power the power that women have mm -hmm. like 
and it seems it seems like almost like oppressive like the concept of like trying to make witches bad was almost like a like trying to make part of like colonization yeah like trying to like stigmatize stigmatize women or like take power away from women well because i i feel like i don't want to just say just witches but even just like Mm -hmm. african like Mm -hmm. tradition traditional religion um and just like their practices a lot of them started because black people wanted a way to liberate themselves Mm -hmm. um like you know black people created their own forms of spirituality and you know like hoodoo um right so um so that they could um I'm not going to say jar white people, but, you know, just kind of put spells on certain people that were oppressing them. Mm -hmm. Um, And that was a way to liberate themselves and, you know, their Mm -hmm. people. And, you know, black women kind of took on that burden. Um, So I wouldn't say, you know, yeah, I guess a lot, there is a lot of stigma stigma. around brujeria of all Mm -hmm. kinds. Mm -hmm. Um, but you know we do have to remember you know all things occult really go back to black people black black and brown people um Mm -hmm. and the main reason i would say was to liberate themselves Mm -hmm. um so i could i could see why people could would form this kind of like definition that it was just like rejection. evil yeah. yeah just to you know it's like oh they're trying to liberate themselves no mm-hmm. we're we're like we can't have that yeah. um so it kind of just spills over right. into religion mm-hmm. um yeah i, I just mm-hmm. religion is so man it's like man-made so right. of course people are gonna be like oh well that's bad this is mm-hmm. good but that's bad mm-hmm. and um, a, a lot of religions are like a patriarchal like yeah. structure structure mm-hmm. yeah yeah it's, it's just an interesting contradiction to me especially like i said like using my mom as an example because like i feel like my mom a lot of moms act like you know they have eyes behind their head like mm. they always know what's going on yeah i feel like that's definitely true for my mom like she just has like an intuition like mm-hmm. she knows if you're lying she knows if something's <laughs> missing yeah. like she was just telling me this story about once like a friend took something from her house and like she knew it was this person and like tracked them down and like it they did take it yeah. and so i'm like okay you obviously have like this thing that you're tapped into mm-hmm. um but yet you have like this like complete rejection right. of like understanding what it is mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i mean my mom's the same way she's very intuitive very she has almost this like empath quality to her um and i honestly feel that I don't want to say well actually i'm just gonna go ahead and say it. every woman of color has a gift mm-hmm. and you know whether or not you want to tap into it is your call right um, especially like our moms it's like if they're so if they're into re- like if they reject spirituality that sense of spirituality and intuitiveness um altogether then they're not going to be able to receive that gift and share it with the world mm-hmm. you know um and you know how you share that gift is you know ultimately up to you right so 
Yeah, I mean, if you even, I mean, if you are like a skeptic and choose to like not believe in it, like at the least, it might give you something to reflect on. Yeah, um, to better yourself. But thank you so much for joining us of and course. shedding some light onto like these topics that I feel like are just like really um, left out of a lot of like mainstream conversations. Mm-hmm. Um, and we love you so much. And I think Me I want to get a reading after this session. Of course. Definitely wrote my cards. <laughs> so if people want to like hit you up for readings or learn more about the things that you're involved with, they can find you at Hetsy in the Sky. So <laughs> I mean, I guess I could spell it. We'll tag um, we'll it. Yeah. it. We'll and then, it. you know, my website is just hetsyinthesky.com. So there we go. Perfect. Thank well, you so much. Yeah.